welcome to an episode of Quincy Talks where I take a conversation I had with a with an individual that I thought was powerful, impactful, or valuable, and uh, we break it down and reshare it here on Perfect Soccer Radio. Some conversations are recent, some are conversations from the past, but regardless, these are conversations we believe are valuable in their own ways to everybody at different points in time in their process. If you listen to this episode and you learn or gain anything of value or gain any insights, we'd love for you to reach out to us and let you let us know what you've learned as well as leave a comment or a review on the podcast or platform that you're currently listening. Thanks again and enjoy today's episode. Hi, man. You're not going to get it right every oh, you're time. On your and you're on your phone? Yeah, I'm on my phone, not on my computer, and because of that, it wasn't recording. Oh, man. This would have been a great podcast episode. You can re-say it on Thursday, tomorrow. Yeah, that's good. I, Man, I always prefer to just have it just come naturally like that. It'll come naturally again. Yeah, we'll be okay. Okay, so... Uh, ask the question if you'd ask me again, and I'll try not to just cry because of what we just lost. Oh, uh, I said, uh, how is it? <laughs> how is all the most of the podcast guests been uh, defenders and your offensive player? Uh, they're all playing not to lose. I'm playing to win. But I'm so, saying, like, usually, usually on teams, like the offensive guys are like more tight than the than it's defensive and offensive guy. Explain what you you mean, so I make sure I'm answering your question correctly. So I'm saying, like, on a team, usually it's like, we'll say on like a football team, something, and it's like the same in soccer. Like all the offensive guys are friends, and then all the defensive guys are friends. Mm-hmm. But it's kind of sometimes unusual if they're they come together. That they're, like that the gang they're, space, basically like the gangs. There you <laughs> go. So, <laughs> no, but no, but it, it. But this is this is true. It's the same, and the most people don't understand and realize it's like a team is a gang. Yeah. Yeah, but most white people, in my experience, don't like the idea of having their name associated with a gang. Right. Yeah. It doesn't matter what it is Republican gang, Democratic gang, right? Yeah. Defensive gang, offensive gang. It's a gang. It's the same. What we're talking about is cultural differences here. Okay, the black community calls their team a gang, and the white community calls their team a a uh, a, dem- uh, a democratic party that represents their broader their broader base of constituents. It's a gang, <laughs> right? It's marketing and branding. That's all it is. Uh, and if, if you don't believe that that's not true, then if I put a t-shirt in Target with a Target symbol on it, you're telling me you wouldn't pay more than 20 bucks. But if I put that same t-shirt in a Balenciaga store and just change the Target symbol to a Balenciaga, <laughs> you, then you're paying $1,000. And the number of people who will tell me and explain to me about how much higher the quality is and the integrity of the da 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 and all this, that, and the other. And I'm going like, I know the manufacturer who makes that t-shirt. Yeah. I know them. That's like, that's call, like Kanye. Yeah. Oh yeah. Like he, uh, he, I don't know if he got exposed or people knew and didn't care, but like one, at one point they figured out that it was just like gilded hoodies. He was just embroidering like one thing on. And did like they still pay? Hundreds of yeah, dollars. Did, oh yeah, and of course. They still pay. Yeah. And so the main thing is going like, okay, look, the cost to manufacture goods has, has gotten so low relative to where it started. The same as the same in terms of let's look at like L C D TVs, right? Like just flat screen TVs. That that flat yeah. screen TV on the wall there, like ten years ago, would have cost like three thousand dollars and have like yeah. seven twenty is the is the maximum pixels that it could handle right mm-hmm. like the return refurbished tv that's like 65 inches and 4k you know and wi-fi smart connected could be like 
$500 on discount during Black Friday or 250. You know what I'm saying? Like, okay, so, so if you wanted to be a TV manufacturer, you could reach out to a manufacturing company now and put your, put, you could literally put MSL branding on it, PG Sports branding on it. And the, the standard of TV is greater than probably most people's experience with televisions in the last 10 years. Like some people got their TVs eight years ago and went, oh, this is good enough. And they're happy with it. And they yeah. haven't been in a store to look at how amazingly great TVs are now. So if you show up going door to door selling them a TV that's three times as big as the one that they currently have, but 10 times as, as clear, and it's a tenth of the price of it was when they bought that original TV, how easy is it going to be for you to sell them on the new TV? Yeah, if you oriented your your life around listening to people like Skip Bayless and I don't know that other the other dude, Shannon Sharp, <laughs> Shannon Sharp and and um, was who's the, the herd? What's his name? Colin. Oh, Is his Colin. Name Colin? Oh, yeah. Yeah, Colin. Colin. If you've oriented your whole world around listening to these guys, just literally talk about things that aren't even don't even matter for like hours on end yeah. a majority of the information in your head and the majority of the information that you're you're versed in though maybe very entertaining and fun and you might really love sports history and trivia and data in terms of relevance to like your ability to make like informed political decisions or financial decisions for your like life and future like that stuff isn't isn't proportionately speaking it isn't it isn't having as great of influence on your ability to make good decisions as not listening to it and spending a larger percentage of your time learning about those things on your own which is what i think most people have been forced to do here or they've chosen to literally do nothing and just wait until sports and stuff comes back on tv but even if you're most people who choose to do nothing there's still a large enough percentage of the population of people who looked at this time as an opportunity to learn, to be better, and to transition into whatever the world is going to look like once this is over. Yeah. Yeah. But um, I think we went off on a couple different things, but tying it back to your question of offense versus defense, most offensive, like, so how, yeah, the, just, just tell yeah. me how you how are you friends with more defensive players? It seems like. Yeah. So, most offensive people, players, um, don't think they're playing defensive. They've just rebranded playing the game. Or were you a, or were you a defensive player growing up? No, I've I've always been an offensive player, but I learned how to break down defenses. Because that's what offense. Have you ever is. played defense in any game? All like I even, do like is, when you were little. So, well, I mean, um, like actual no, growing up. No, growing up, I was always an offensive player. Yeah, I guess it's different soccer because you you have to play both regardless, sort of. Right. No. Okay, but this is what I'm expressing to you. In most other sports, there's designated offense and designated defense. Yeah, in yeah. soccer, it's fluid. Everyone's playing offense yeah. and defense. It's just how are you playing defense and how are you playing offense? Like I could be standing still in the middle of the field. And based on the perspective you take, I could be playing defense. I could also be playing offense. Yeah. If I'm in the box standing in the middle of the field, I could be in the best position to score a goal. And I'm waiting on my teammate to get me the ball so I can score. Someone who's uneducated on the game and doesn't understand what's going on sees me standing still and goes, that guy's lazy. What an idiot. He doesn't know what he's doing. Right? And I'm going like, all right, I understand and respect your ability to be an idiot. But just because you're saying it doesn't make it true. And just because you don't understand what I'm doing doesn't mean I'm an idiot. But I do understand that if the person who's looking at me doesn't understand what I'm doing, what they say has influence over what the people around me do, 
and how it will impact me directly or indirectly. So if a fan's, ah, this guy's lazy, doesn't do anything, da 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 da, and the coach is a weak, weak-minded individual who's insecure, and goes, oh, the fans are crushing me. Oh man, they they don't like you because you don't work, and he can't stand up to the fans and tell them he's doing what I asked them to, asked him to do, or he's in the right spot, and this is why, and they he can't educate the fans. Then it's on me as a player to educate the coach. But if the coach is insecure and a, and a weak-minded individual, they can't receive the message from a player teaching them something that they already know because they're the coach because they have X amount of experience being here and doing this and doing that. And it's like, oh, my gosh, I'm so sorry. You, you're right. You're right. Your simple existence is validation for why you know more than me. Okay. I guess I have to agree because you're the one who makes decisions in this system, in this dynamic. So the fact that I have to listen makes you falsely believe that you're correct. But if I fight against it or I protest against it or I have a counter narrative to your own, well then it's, um, you're being, uh, you're questioning authority, you're being confrontational, you are the angry black man, you are whatever. So you have to, learn how to operate and accept the fact that you may be right, but you aren't right now. So right now is not your time. Um, so breaking that down in terms of what we're discussing here, when you say offense and defense, and I'm going like, okay, in that moment, I'm playing defense because I have to defend myself against a coach who doesn't understand me and doesn't know where I'm coming from and sees me as a threat to his position so he's defensive against me, right? But I'm playing yeah. offense on the field because I'm in the best position for myself to score. But if I'm in the best place to score and that coach doesn't want me there, he wants the guy next to me in that spot so he can score. I'm now playing defense against that scenario that's being played off out off the field because what the, the, the people in the field might not understand is that head coach has talked up the player next to me to the general management and upper management about how he's the next this and the next that. And he really wants that player to do better than me because he wants to be right in the eyes of the general management and the ownership and the upper management group. And me being the player in that spot is in direct competition. It's at direct odds at the offensive moves he's wanting to play off the field. So when he sees me in that spot and he gets angry at me, he's teaching me where the best places on the field are to be. And if behind closed doors, he's not talking to me and teaching me about how to get myself into those positions, he's, he's effectively playing great, uh, he's playing great offense and he's using me to defend his position. So he's using me as a pawn. And that's where when I'm expressing to people about the MSL, it's a game you're either actively playing or you're steady getting played. It's four-dimensional chess and there's many levels to the game uh, and there's many levels of influence as to how a decision that you make on the field can reverberate to a, uh, to a decision that's made in upper management two weeks from now. And if you can't see the path between that decision and that decision up top, which is when I talk to guys about the business of sports, not just soccer, but the business of sports. You'll want to understand the culture of your sport to better understand how decisions on the court or on the field impact decisions at upper management and ownership. Yeah. But, but if you don't understand those on that level, you choose not to or you, you choose not to or you, you ignore that, then you're at the will and whim of those outside of your experience, outside of your worldview. And that's something where I'm expressing that most players on that field, most players in the locker room are playing defense because they're trying to protect what they have now. Yeah, but that, that didn't answer my question, so. <laughs> okay, but it, but it does, it does, it will now. It will now, right? Um, because the reason they got to where they are is because they played offense. Even when they were a defensive player, they took risks. They bet on themselves. 
and they did that consistently and they put in the work for long enough to where they got an opportunity to where they are now, where they're reaping the rewards and benefits of it. And most people, once they get there, they switch to defense. They say, oh, let's just keep this. Let's just defend. Let's just defend. But offense is what got you there. And when most people say defense wins championships, no. If you have if you score more points than the other team, it doesn't matter if that team scores 100 goals against you or scores 100 points against you on the football field. If you score 101 points, you score 100, doesn't matter the game. If you score more points than the other team, you win. So offense wins championships, not defense. But I understand why people believe the opposite to be true. And sometimes defending, uh, defending is just good offense. Because you're saying if the offensive side can't break down your defense, that means they don't understand your offense, which means they can't score. And if you're up a goal, their job is to break down your offense, which is your defense, to get to the net and in the back of the net. Yeah. So, like, when you're asking me questions like that, I know most people want a quick blanket answer and a headline. But if you actually want to understand, there has to be a framework of understanding. And you have to see how that decision on the field connects to the decision at the, of, at the ownership group. And only once you can see that path can we then actually have a conversation with context. Because, not, because at different points in time, in the game, in the world, doing something <laughs> is the right decision and also the wrong decision it just depends on which position you're in what role you're playing what culture you're a part of and what can or can't be drawn from how an individual is looking at it at that point in time yeah. and that's yeah and that's alignment with a lot of the experiences of most people when they're saying i'm not treated the same as my counterpart it must be racist. It must be sexist. It must be uh, homophobic. It must be xenophobic. It must be whatever. It could be, but it also might not be. And my question is saying, hey, well, if it is, that means it's systemic. And it means you have no influence or control or power over it in this moment in time. If it isn't, at least you can research and learn that because if it isn't, that's something in your control. That's something you can learn. That's something you can dedicate your time to. And if it is systemic and you can see a path in which it could, it might not be that way in the future if this were to happen or if I were to learn this or if I had this in place, then again, that's a better place in my opinion to invest your time, effort, and energy because Either we'll be in a time in future, like I see us here right now, where things have the potential to change, or things will always be the same. Right? One or the yep. other. So I'm going, okay, I'm going to spend my time preparing for if things change. And if they change, how could they change? And how can I best prepare my friends, my family, my followers? people who are who people who feel they might get some type of value out of listening to me, how they can um, understand the new game, the new world, the new whatever, in a manner that allows them to play the game. And then we can all say, okay, like we all have equal access to information. We all have equal access to opportunity. Maybe not all at the same time, but if we're spending our time working towards that goal, I think if we do it together as a team, we'll get there faster. If we, if we're always, this gang versus that gang and that group versus this group, it'll take longer, but we'll still get there. So does that answer your question on the defense for more context on defense and offense? No. <laughs> I was just asking how are you, how are you friends with more defensive players? Oh, how are, how am I more? I'm. Well, that, that's what it seems like. According to all the people you got me. Most of them, I think, have been defense, I'm pretty sure, because I haven't been asking questions about goals that much. <laughs> Got you. Uh, okay, because this <laughs> But I feel like you're just friends with everybody anyways. I'm friends with everybody, but from a, from a, okay, from a, 
relatively speaking perspective, there are more defenders on the team than there are offensive players. Right? Uh, well, then that makes okay. more sense. Okay. So, and that, I understand your question better now. That's what I'm going like, okay. So we, at least we have that understanding of kind of like how it's seen, but positionally, if you're saying like we're in a traditional four, four, two on the soccer field, the goalkeeper is obviously defender. The back four are defenders. For the most part, the midfielders are defenders as much as they are attackers, but probably more defenders. There might be an attacking midfielder in the middle, and then there's the two forwards. So of those 11 players, three are more offensive than they are defensive, and then the rest maybe it's like 60-40, and then the back line it's like 10-90, right? Um, but the way in which you make your money in pro soccer is by scoring goals and being an offensive threat, like being able to dismantle defenses and break them down. So most of the time, offensive players do not want to share how they score goals and how they break down defenses because doing so would literally create more competition for themselves. Like if they figured out something that works and works really well, from their perspective, why would they want to share that with you? Because that's how they've been able to make themselves a, a substantial living off of figuring something out that you're not able to figure out. So like when you're asking me like, hey, I'm yeah. talking more to defenders than to offensive guys, I would, um, that, could, that could be a little bit of insight as to why that's the case. And, but at the same time with what you saw when I'm dropping there is most would say, well, Quincy, you're an offensive player. You're a forward. You've always been a forward. But you've also been sharing how you score goals and how you break down defenses and how you play the game all along the way for everybody to hear and learn and understand. And I'm going, yes, because I was going through the system and nobody was sharing that with me and no one was teaching me. And I've seen many, many, many players who had more than the more than enough talent and ability to play at this level and excel at this level, but didn't get the opportunity because they didn't know anybody who could break it down for them to understand. And I looked at it at terms of like, okay, well, I can contribute more by sharing what I learn than I can keeping it all to myself. And that's just the decision that I had, I had made. I, went, I looked at it in terms of, okay, well, you know, I love playing soccer and I have the most fun playing pickup just for, for fun. I play professional soccer because I, I'm compensated for doing so. I'm paid to do it. It's my job. Um, and if I lose my job because I'm sharing, if I lose my job because I'm sharing with people how to be better or how to get better, not be better, how to get better if that's what they want to do or they choose to do for themselves, then so be it. I'm not in control of the decision of the ownership group or the general management or the coach. If they're insecure and they're sensitive and they can't handle, um, uh, you know, someone who looks like me having a counter opinion to them, having a counter experience to them and, and be strong enough of individuals to, to communicate with me and see the value in what I'm providing and have me a part of their organization, then so be it. That's their choice. I'm not going to tell them that they're wrong or that they, that they, that they can't make that decision. They can. I just would, I would caution them to understand that by doing so you're denying yourself a lot of, a lot of talented individuals with a lot of experience who could provide a lot of value to your organization and give you, uh, give you the experiences necessary to reach levels that you may not have gotten to before or maintain the high level that you've been able to potentially create for yourself. But again, everybody has their own right to make a decision and, and to choose what they think is best for themselves. Um, I just think with the times that we're in now, unlike times in my experience up to this point, I think people are more 
open to actually hearing this message right now and not seeing it in terms of like a direct attack and like an undermining of everything as more of a, hey, this is the result of the direct attacks that I've experienced over the course of my career. And my intention has always been to better understand the other side and relay a message that could be understood by both parties so we can find common ground because at the end of the day we need each other you need offense and defense just because i said hey everything is offense doesn't mean that yeah doesn't mean that you don't need defense or defense isn't as valuable they are they're valuable in their own ways but we have to be able to acknowledge the value of of both sides and acknowledge the need, the current need for both sides at different points in time. And sometimes you'll be number one and sometimes you'll be the last man on the roster. And whether you're number one or you're the last man on the roster, you are required and necessary for the whole thing to work. So you are, we are all valuable. We're all needed and necessary. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, bro. Um, so, yeah, so what about the podcast? Oh, did you check out the numbers? I've not had a chance to see the numbers yet, no. So I'm so curious what happened, like, the last week of April and then two first two weeks of May. Because it was, like, higher than – way higher than usual. Yeah, I guess way higher than usual. Uh, so – what Serena and I have been doing is we've really been dialing in on understanding the market, our message, our systems and processes. And then I think you also um, noticed, um, you know, there, there had been frustration on like Sarah's side and Todor's side with our approval process. And the time is taking for us to kind of get that broken down. Um, it was mainly because of all the data we've been, we've been, the data and re feedback we've been receiving from our audience and our followers and stuff over time is how we were building that approval process. Um, and in that process, we're able to not only break down the interviews that we're having, but do so in a manner that doesn't take the uh, interviewee out of context. And it makes, it keeps everything always in context, but it also breaks down the titles in a manner that makes them engaging and something someone wants to listen to and interact with, but isn't clickbait, which is important, right? Like it's mm -hmm. in context. And then it's also timestamped to the exact moment in time within the interview. So that if someone wants more context or they want the full story, not necessarily more context, but more the full story, they can quickly and easily get to that point in time and listen to the part that they're wanting to listen to and get, get more of that context. In doing that, we've seen that that increases the amount that the individual is likely to remain engaged with the content and then maybe listen to more pieces and to kind of continue on. Um, so, I gotcha. yeah, so that's why it's been so important when I've, when I've been expressing to you maybe several months ago when we're saying like, Hey, we need to break down the clips in this, in this specific manner, the titles are important. And then we also want to have the specific thumbnail within it branded the way in which that we're doing it. And, and we just need the consistency of it happening long enough so we can get a, uh, a solid baseline of what the numbers are just as is. And now that we can add this process that we put in place on top of it, we can now see, has there been a direct correlation between what our baseline is and what's been happening in these last couple of weeks? And from the sounds of it, it sounds like it's been increasing. Yeah. Yeah, progressively. Okay, cool. So, that's so uh, yeah. So, so basically, you went, it went from like, you know, at the beginning, it was averaging, you know, 50 and then started like 150. Then it was in the 200s, 250. And now it's like 500s. And now that now there's been like 800 and 900 and 800 weeks, 700. I'm loving that. I haven't, I haven't looked at that. Serena and I. That's what, that's what I'm saying. Like just, the, the month of the last week of April, there was 982 listens. And one that was on one week. 
That's a lot. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, but I, I just I just I forgot about the the download thing because it's a different um software, but it didn't. It's it says there's an error, so I'm trying to figure out what's the error, so I can see the downloads. Got you. You know. So, um, yeah, that's what we've been building out and working on completing on our side. Um, I believe we completed that that whole kind of system two weeks ago, three weeks ago. Oh, you want to know what the what what has the second most views of uh, your show in just the audio version? Which one? Besides the Wayne Rooney one was obviously number one. Yeah, but uh. It was it was episode 50, 50, how to cope with depression. I think it was because of the word depression. So maybe you should touch on that again. Yep. So um, I think the main one now, so the ideas and the mentality, the MSL mentality, the mindset, right? The three S's of self-awareness and that talk and that breakdown of how to develop self-awareness and how to maintain it and then how to apply that to the AmeriCorps process and our system of the Mental Strength League is um is a process an idea and a system that holds true regardless of whatever industry or market you're in and um the ask the soccer pro show has been since its inception been the vehicle to discuss and share that idea that mindset that mentality and how to develop it over time and as we've been doing it when when our followers have submitted questions of different temporary problems or obstacles that they're running into we can address it so the one that you're talking about specifically with depression right is one that i think people are starting to really seek information to help them deal with that as time is going on with like the state of the world for most for as the state of the world and right and how people are seeing it and many people are feeling hopeless and not knowing how to handle it and they're feeling depressed maybe for the first time in their life or you know again and um, mm-hmm. I think the episodes that we've shot in this last year and a half are all tied to the MSL mentality and base basis but as new uh, audience members and people join the community and they ask their specific questions, we tie our answers all back to how we apply that through our system of the three S's of self-awareness and then the rest of the AmeriCorps process. So um, as things become relevant in the moment, we can go back and look at previous episodes and the topics covered in them and then reshare those now. So for instance, the, I think it was episode 49 was dealing with racism right that was published over six months five and a half or six months ago Mm -hmm. um i can go back and listen to that episode and then find the clips of what we were talking about and discussing then and then we can reshare that here today because like i said the way in which we've been building the brand and 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 uh doing this podcast has been with an evergreen nature to it right this is a mentality and mindset Mm -hmm. that we believe will provide you value for three, five, 10, 20, 30 years from now. It isn't just a, a, a TMZ podcast, right? Of just mm. what's the most salacious content that's happening today. No, um, this is, hey, we're in a time now where what we were talking about six months ago is relevant in the news cycle, but was always true even though that it wasn't something that we were focusing our attention on five or six months ago, it was still true. Um, And that's how we're, that's how we've been building it and approaching it. And I think with how people are now understanding the world may be going or is going, they're going to be seeking just as we've discussed at length in our many of our calls, more information that gives a balanced view of both sides or not even balanced more. So presents both sides right? Like, mm-hmm. hey, this is how what we're looking at can make us look like we're totally inept and incompetent. We don't know what we're talking about. And here's how we can look like the smartest people in the room who know everything that's going on. 
All right, now that you can see, we can use the same piece of information to brand it as a, the, the target t-shirt that you won't pay 20, you, you won't pay more than $20 for, and we can brand it as the Balenciaga t-shirt that you'll pay $1,000 for. Can we understand that the truth is that it's the same manufacturing plant, but the experience of going into the Balenciaga store may be different than the experience of the Target store. And that's where you're placing the value on $20 versus 1,000. And that's okay, and that's fine. But to blanket deny the fact that that shirt is manufactured at the same place or has the same level of quality or the quality doesn't justify the 100X increase in price if quality is the, the determining factor of value. That's just, you're just denying someone's reality at that point in time and that's equivalent to uh, we'll deal with it tomorrow. And that mentality is what got us to this point in time, in my opinion, where everyone's system is crashing and everyone's having to self-reflect and understand, well, what have I gotten wrong? And what am I willing to no longer passively or actively participate in getting wrong here in the future? Yeah. All right. So who do you want to get on the podcast? Cause I got nobody next week. <laughs> um, I'm to skip a week. Let me, well, we've got, I know, I know there's a lot of, do it. I think uh, Griffin, he gets a lot of views on stuff. Okay. Yeah, we could talk to you. I just need to connect you with a few other guys. I think I've just been I've been so I think we might on. have to do like a lot. I think we might have to do like a lot since it, it when are they planning on starting again? Oh the tournament is in it's supposed to be I think the end of this month. Okay. Yeah, no, I yeah, so I you know uh saying? Cause I think yeah. Uh, yeah. Am I no, I I hear you. Down. I or, hear you. Or, or, or or am I have to reach out to more retired guys or something? Okay. No, um, I hear you. I understand that you need to be connected with a few other guys and we got to get some more um, interviews going. So I'll, I'll reach out to a few guys here again. And um, I don't think it should be an issue or problem. Um, and if it is, then we'll have to skip a week, which is, which is okay. Or, or, I mean, I don't care about just like, you know, or I mean, or, Maybe not really say on Monday, really say on like Wednesday or something. Depends on, I don't know, it depends on when I do it. Got you. Um, I'm trying to think. Got or do, or do two in one week. Well, I'll ask, I'm going to ask Mark to do, do, I'll do, we'll do Mark Pelosi because I'll ask him to do me solid um, in terms of like, hey, we need a last minute interview request. Can you please talk to Paul today so we can, we can get you on for the, for Monday. And then that'll also give us a bit of extra time for getting a couple other guys lined up for you so that we can plan the next four, four plus weeks out. Mm -hmm. Yeah. See, that's what, that's what brings me back to the original thing, how time is flying by. Cause I did those four and I was like, oh, I'm set for five weeks. Cause I already had one. And then it already, I was like, damn. Yeah. And then here we are. <laughs> um, okay. That makes more sense. Cause like you're orienting your time around the number of podcasts that you have. And like, as soon as we get five, we go like, all right, cool. I've, I've got to think about it yeah. anymore. Yeah, you're like, oh, I got to think about it. And then you're like, oh, Quincy, we need, we need more yeah. people lined up. Okay, that's what I also like about the podcast in terms of its evergreen, because we're just talking about their path to getting to pro. So we can bulk record a lot of them. Um, I think the main thing was just like not overwhelming you with like, I think the main thing was to like not overwhelming you with having like, 10 people you have to interview today and or this week but then you're not able to do your podcast and your interviews of the guests on your stuff so um i hear you well, that's uh, why that's uh, why i wouldn't even care like to just do like like i did pretty much i've basically been do, for you i've basically just been doing them two per day because like then i did like four in that two day span which is fine that's i mean that's easy okay all right. Well, I'm gonna. I'll reach out to Mark. I'm gonna reach out to Mark first and see if we can get him. Actually, as soon as we're done with this, I'm gonna get. I'll get. I'll get it set up so at least we've got someone for Monday and then these coming weeks and stuff. I just know a lot, a lot of guys are just focused and thinking about um, the CBA negotiations. Most of them just found out that okay, they're they're the the CBA has finally been agreed upon, um, and the Orlando trip is going to happen. And so they're also thinking about like, well, what does that mean? When are we going? What do I have to do? 
what are the stipulations of everything. Uh, so I think maybe it'd be easier for Mark because Mark's obviously not not in that world anymore. Um, so I'll, I'll ask him first, and then I'll see which other guys I know who would be down for um, that interview. Yeah, I, I think I'll reach. I know we. Well, you have the, There's a you have a you have a list to that you you wrote down people. I sent it here. Oh, it's in the pot. Or, yeah, it's in the. Uh, it's in the uh, podcast division. One. Okay. Got you. Okay, so then I'd like um. um I'd reach out to like Kai Kamara. Did you do you, you did Ike? You already got Ike. Mm -hmm. um, could even reach out to like a Benny Fail Harbor. Um, yeah, no, there's plenty of guys that I'm thinking about now that can reach out to you. And then a couple of other guys that I'm seeing this. So a lot of the other guys uh, who came through is dope. So yeah, Ike, Ryan Johnson, Francis, uh, Francois, Affalter, O'Neill, uh, Mike Azira, Ken Krolicki, Bach, Sangya, uh, Chris, Chris Adoy. Yeah. yeah, so just Nick Lima. So I'm, I'm going to listen to Nick's here hopefully today or tomorrow. Uh, which, which one have you liked the best that you listen to so far? It's a tough one. I like, or did you I learn thought, anything about someone that you didn't know? Yeah, who did I learn? Now you're making me think through. Because I'm looking at the list of people and I'm trying to, I'm thinking of like the things that they said that I've learned differently than what I didn't know. Like, man, what have I? It's hard to think. That's a good question because it's hard to think about something specific. It was just more so like it was cool to hear. It's more so for me, it's cool to hear the path that a lot of the guys took to get to where they're at. Mm -hmm. And what I was noticing is a lot of them were a part of the um, like the U.S. men's national team system in some capacity, which mm -hmm. was like which was like interesting to me. I didn't realize how many guys had been a part of like an ODP or US U14 or U13 team or I, you know, the, the IMG Academy, like a lot of them would be like, yeah, well, the IMG Academy doesn't exist anymore, but you know, that I came through that and did that type of stuff. Oh, yeah. yeah. All that. I think that's what really stood out to me from all the like guys on the American side, the international, obviously it's a, little, it's a bit different because their systems are different, but it was just interesting to me because in terms of like how because obviously the only frame of reference I really have is my own personal experience in terms of how I came through the system. And yeah. I guess it further was showing me how rare it is that someone coming from my circumstances or situation makes it, right? Yeah. Because these guys were picked up so early on in the process yeah. and it's like making, yeah, it's making me realize like, okay, these guys have been they were scouted, seen, and selected very early on. So, like, if I'm in comp competition with getting access to them at those points in time in our career, it's even less likely that I make it here because there's no incentive for them to want me to make it. Like, there is an incentive for the guy that they discovered at 10 or 11 or 12 to make it. Yeah. You know? So, I think that's what stood out that's kind of what stood out most to me from like a, on a broad perspective and then just specific things as in terms of like guys, personal backgrounds and like things that they're interested in and some, some players ability to answer like the questions directly and quickly. Like, so one thing like a Moby, what I like about how he answers questions is like, he's very direct, right? Like very direct in the answer. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm like, all right, I can see value in that. And I can learn something from that. Because as you can tell, I can go at length when I'm describing or explaining something. Yeah. But 
Well, but I mean, that, his his is harder for me because I interviewed him before like three different times. So, no. so that's all right. I, I hate when I know too much, if that makes sense. Yeah, no, I I understand 100% with that. And that's why, like, even the first half of this talk that we had where I was just, hey, this is what I'm thinking. This is where it's at. This is all coming out. And I'm still angry. Well, I'm not angry anymore. But I'm I'm disappointed that I wasn't recording it because now sometimes I feel when I'm repeating myself, it's not as authentic. It's still the same, and I believe it, and I mean it. But I feel like it's it's better when it just comes out originally. Um, yeah, well, you're not. You'll you'll laugh at Nick's uh, experience getting on the at USA team. Oh yeah. Okay, that's good. That's good. I'm looking forward to that. Then. Um. But all right. Um, I'll get working on that. Was Was there anything else you had for me? Any questions that you had, or anything you're needing? I just guessed. Just guessed. Okay. Cool. Um, I actually really like this right here. Can you uh, pull this? What, what do you? I'm trying to think. Well, let's make this a Quincy Talks episode. All right. How? <laughs> okay. So, um, what I've been doing, what I've been doing in the past is when I'd have like a, a random one-off conversation with someone or like I'd go randomly on oh, live. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I would, I brand it as Quincy Talks. That way it's not, it's not anything in particular, but I think it's like a valuable conversation. So this would, this would be a Quincy Talks episode. Mm -hmm. Yeah, gotcha. So it's like, yeah, uh, Quincy Talks. Um, do we want to say episode? I don't know if we want to say episode one. Uh, yeah, let's make it an episode number so at least people can have context as to how many there are. So we could say this is Quincy Talks, Quincy Talks episode one um, with uh, Paul of PG Sports, right? Mm -hmm. And then it's just a description. We're discussing offense versus defense, how that relates to, you know, how that relates to on the field and off the field and understanding understanding the game being played at every level of the organization. There you go. Yeah. Um, and then, and then what I can do is I'll just do a, I'll just do a little voice memo like this of like, Hey, welcome to an episode of Quincy talks where uh, I take a conversation I had with a, with an individual that I thought was powerful, impactful or valuable. And uh, we, we break it down and reshare it here on perfect soccer radio. There is no specific. So there you go. You can cut that clip literally right there, right? Of that from this and that's what you're saying. And then it could be some conversations are recent. Some are conversations from the past, but regardless, these are conversations we believe are valuable in their own ways to different to everybody at different points in time in their process. If you listen to this episode and you learn or gain anything of value or gain any insights, we'd love for you to reach out to us and let, you, let us know what you've learned as well as leave a comment or a review on the pod. Um, we'd like for you we ask that you leave a comment or a review on the podcast or platform that you're currently listening. Thanks again and enjoy today's episode. Bang. And now you've got that. You have the audio that you need to chop up as just the intro, the part of it. And we'll say this is uh, Quincy Talks episode one. All right. Where are you going to, uh, yeah, what folder are you going to put it in? Or just on the yeah, I'll drop this to you in the audio division. I'll ask Serena to make a, a creative for Quincy Talks. I think, you already have, or, I think you already have a folder for it. Do we? Yeah, there's one. Yeah, so we've got audio in depth. Quincy Talks audio final. 
Okay, so I will. Um, I think that. Okay, I will upload. Yeah. Okay, I'll upload to that folder. Yeah. Can you? Yeah. Can you drop an initial graphic for it so Serena can see, and then I'll give her an update as to what what we're needing. Then you can uh, chop. You can chop everything from this and put it in there and then i even want this whole part this whole thing of this episode up to this point so like episode one literally everybody can hear how we did it like they're literally in on the process and hearing it now so yo what up and shout out to anybody who's made it this far in episode one uh you can see where we started and how it all came to be and how paul and i come up with ideas and do stuff on the fly you don't have to do it perfect the first time just do something and be consistent and uh, it'll grow. Uh, it'll grow into something if, if you're consistent over time. Um, all right, man. I think this will also be good because then I'll post this across. Once you chop it and do that with the video, I'll publish the video to the Perfect Soccer platform as well as my personal platform. All right. As just like a video replay and then links to the to the audio because I think just this conversation in general is, is good and in alignment with kind of like what we're sharing uh, across our platforms. Sounds good. Our right, brother. Um, right. Thank you. Very, yeah. Thank you for, thank you for the call and let me know if you need anything during the week, I'll get working on the rest of the interviews. All right. Sounds good. All right, brother. All right, I'll see you. Later. If you listen to this episode and you learn or gain anything of value or gain any insights, we'd love for you to reach out to us and let, you, let us know what you've learned as well as leave a comment or a review on the podcast or platform that you're currently listening. Thanks again.